All right, Shabbos say good morning. A very, very, very exciting daf ahead of us today. Begin by thanking our sponsors to thank our Tamatora sponsors for the month of Nisan, Stephen Terizin, for dedicating all the Shimon Drashos. Gratitude to Hashem on welcoming their first grandchild, Adin Tzihachbaum, to thank Benjamin and Elise Wall for dedicating all of the Shiurim and Drashos this month. Uh, thanking all of those who make the shear possible, specifically Maishi Abramson, Jeremy Lassen, who enable Baruch Hashem, those who aren't able to be in the base medrash with us, to be able to partake in the Torah. To thank Shimi and Batsheva Messing for dedicating all the Shimon Drashos in honor of the Bas Mitzvah of their daughter Laila. To thank Paul and Kathy Pollock for dedicating the Shi'urim and Drashos this month in memory of Paul's father, Shmuel ben Zechariah, his mother Leah Bas Avram, and great grandmother Cyril Bas we thank our Dafyomi sponsors, Maishin Chavi Abramson, for dedicating Arve Psochim as a schus for the for Daniel Mayer Ben Chana. And we thank Natan Alea Berry for dedicating today's shir for the Rafushlema of David Kalman Ben Ben Tovya Hotel. We hope that in the merit of our Tamatora, all those who require Rafushavan together with Kol Chole Yisrael, all of the Nishamas, Emir Sashem should have an Aliyah, the family Zayn Chama. All of those reaching Bas Mitzvah, and all of those who continue to work on behalf of the Kehillah, should have the strength to do so for many years to come. All right, the most with that, let us begin a lot, a lot to do today. Today's daf is Kuf Yud Zayin 117, and we are picking up on Kuf Tes Zayin 116b, the second line in the Yemara, in the wide lines. It's two, four, six lines in. Six lines in from when the lines get. Right, we'll say so. Really exciting gemara today. So Rava, so Amar Rava. Rava says as follows: Matzah tzarech lagbia, umar tzarech lagbia. We'll say when doing the seder, when doing the seder, and remember again, we just saw in the mishnah, we just saw in the mishnah, Rabbi Gamliel Haya Omer, Kol Shalom Amar Shlosha Dvarim Elo BePesach Lo Yatsei DeChavasa. Right, we just saw this whole sugya. So we know that we go ahead. So what Rabbi Gamliel introduced us to Rabbi Osei is as follows. Apparently, it is not, and we're going to talk about this in greater depth, it is not just enough to go ahead and eat your maror, and it's not just enough to go ahead and eat your matzah, and it's not just enough to eat your Pesach. There is a dialogical component attached to these items. And halacha lemaisa, I have to go ahead and there, there must be some type of recitation. I have to say something. This is incredibly important. Both say, by the way, why is that? Why, think about this for just a moment. Why does Rabbi Gamliel say you have to say something, right? Why, why, why do you have to say it? And again, now according to Rabbi, by the way, you have to pick it up. So interest, okay, so we'll, we'll talk about the Dibor, Hashem, a little bit later on. But the point that Rav is making is there's a Dibor and there's a Hagba. There's a lifting up. So the Gemara says, you have to lift, so Rav says, you have to lift up Matzah, you have to lift up Maror, Basra in Tarach Lagbia. But you don't lift up the meat. You don't lift up the meat. I will say, obviously, at this point in time, when Rav is speaking, there's no Beis Hamikdash, there's no Karban Pesach, and all I have is a piece of meat that is there, Zecher, to the Karban. So Rav says, you dafka don't pick up that piece of meat. Not only that, Rav says, you're not allowed to pick up the piece of meat. Why? Because it has the appearance that you're eating consecrated or sacrificial items outside of the Beis HaMikdash. If you take a look at the Rashbam, so the Rashbam says, Rashbam says, 
First of all, you can't say Pesach Zeh because that piece of meat is not your common Pesach. Furthermore, again, I will say, the act of lifting it up might actually appear as if you are consecrating something, which of course is prohibited. And I will say, this we know is in our practice as well today, when we do Rabbi Gamliel, so some pick up, but more often people point, right? Masazu, Marurzu. When it comes to Pesach, we're careful not only to not lift up, but also not even to point to the particular piece of meat. Incredible. Amrav Acha Bar Yaakov. Suma Patum Lomar Haggadah. Both say this is fascinating. A blind person is exempt from reading the Haggadah. Good. They both say, now the truth is, in general, we see a concept in Halacha of Suma Patum Mitzvos. That a blind person is part of from mitzvahs. But you're going to see this is a special limit over here. Ksiv Hacha, it says over here, Ba'avur Zeh. Right? By Pesach, it says, because of this, Hashem took me out of the time. Ksiv Hasam, interestingly enough, by Ben Sorer Umora, by the rebellious son, Benenu Zeh. Our son, remember, the parents bring the son to Beznin, and they say, Benenu Zeh, this son is a Ben Sorer Umora. He is wayward and rebellious. So we'll say the Gemar Darshins that by Ben Soramor the parents can't be blind. In order to say Benenu Zeh, this son, they're pointing to a particular child, they can't be blind. So Afkan Pratlasum, and so too by Pesach, a blind person is Potter. So we'll say essentially it's Xerashav of Zezeh. Ba'avor Zeh, Benenu Zeh. Just like by Ben Soramor, the parents have to have sight, so too again by Pesach. In order to say the Haggadah, you have to have sight. Ini, is that so? Vamar Meremar, but yet Meremar said, Shout to the Rabban and the Rav Yosef. Manda Amiagarata be Rav Yosef. Yet Meremar said, I asked the members of Rav Yosef's home, who said Haggadah? Who led the Seder in Rav Yosef's home? And what happened? Amr Rav Yosef. Manda Amar Agarata be Rav Sheshes. And who said, who led the Seder in Rav Sheshes' home? Amar, then they responded, Rav Sheshes. Now both said, Rav Yosef and Rav Sheshes were blind. They were both blind. So Maremar said, I inquired about two great Rabbanim who were blind, about who led Seder in their homes. And sure enough, and sure enough, both of them went ahead and led the Seder. So the Gemara says, well, maybe, ultimately, again, maybe these particular rabbis held that matzah today is only dirabanan. Maybe they hold that in the absence of Karim Pesach, even Matzah is only Dirabanon. And if it's only Dirabanon, even a Summa could go ahead and lead the Seder. So we'll say, is that to say that Ravach Rayakov who says that a Summa can't lead the Seder? He holds that Matzah is Doraisa. says he's on record as saying that Matzah is Dirabanon. To which the Gemara says, Ah, Kasavar, called the Tikkun Rabbanon, came to Araisa Tikkun. Ravacha says, It's true. Matzah Bismana says, Dirabbanon. But when Chazal instituted a halacha, they instituted like a Daraisa. And if you have to treat it like a Daraisa, therefore Ravacha Bar Yaakov says, Asuma should not lead the Seder. So the Gemara says, Hachi Hashta, Bishlama, Hasam, I'm sorry. Ulravios, Ravshashis, Ravyosef, Nami, Havadai called the Tikkun Rabbanon, came to Araisa Tikkun. 
I, but according to Rav Yosef and Rav Sheshis, who are blind, wouldn't they subscribe to the same idea? That even if you hold that Masas de Rabbanon, when Chazal instituted a halacha, they instituted it like a Daraisa. And therefore, halacha lemaisa, halacha lemaisa, if a Summa is not permitted to lead the Seder, when Masas de Daraisa, you shouldn't even be able to lead it when it's a de Rabbanon. To which the Yomar Zahachi Ashta, Bishlama Hasamid, Havile, the Mikhtav, Benenuhu, Uksiv, Benenu Zashma, Mina Prat, Lasumin Huda Asa. So the Gemara says, it's not a fair comparison. All of this is based on Exeter Shava between Ben Sora, Romora, and Pesach. But it's not fair, I'll tell you why. By Ben Sora, Romora, the positive is Benenu Zeh. Benenu Zeh, Ben Sora, Romora. So, what, so what, where does the drasha from Ben Sora, Romora come from? Because what could the positive have said? Benenu Hu. This son of ours, he is, he is a Ben Sora, Romora. But instead, the Torah says Benenu Zeh. Zeh, Rabbi say, you know, you know where we see this? Very apropos as well. By the Shira, by Az Yashir, what do we say? Zekeli van Veyu. And what does Rashi HaKadosh say? Zekeli van Veyu. Heraloba etzbav. That literally there was such a, such a manifestation of the divine presence that people were able to point to the Shekhinah. So the word Zeh, the word Zeh, certainly in the biblical context, refers to something that you are able to see and to identify. So by Ben Sora, remember the pastor could have just as easily said, Benenu Hu. This is our son. The fact that it says Benenu Zeh indicates that it's telling us that the parents must be able to see their child, and if they're blind, there is no Ben Sora Rumora. However, however, Avalacha, Ilav Ba'avor Zeh, my Lichtov. But again, over here by Pesach, I both say, remember, we're trying to tell the child, Ba'avor Zeh, Asa Shem Libetzei because of this. The pastor of this is Pesach Matzun Mar. Because of this, so we'll say there was there is no other way to, to phrase it. There is no other way to phrase it. Ella ba'avor matzah maruhu da'asa. Therefore, I will say, ultimately, again, Rav Achara Yaakov abandons this position. A summa is permitted to go ahead and lead the Seder. Now, again, a summa's general, general obligation in mitzvahs is subject to an incredible amount of halachic dispute. Right? Again, I will say, in general, it's fascinating to see that, you know, we have in halacha that, let's say, for example, a cheresh, right? A cheresh or an eva or a summa. So, person who's blind, the person who's deaf in the eyes of Chazal often was putter from many things. There's much contemporary literature now because Baruch Hashem, you know, thank God, even if a person is deaf or a person is blind or even if a person is deaf and blind, there are so many ways in which they could go ahead and be part of the world and clearly again are able to develop Das. So again, just pointing out inter- interesting ideas. In any event, Rav Yaakov abandons his position. We'll see, you know, j- just on a hashkafic level, there's a profound idea, I think, over here that Rav Yaakov wanted to say that a summa, someone who's blind, is potter from saying the Haggadah. He will say a lot of times in life, a person could have 20-20 vision, but yet be totally blind to life. So Rav Yaakov says, you know, if you're blind, if you're blind, you can't really say the Haggadah, right? If you don't have a full understanding of the Ribbono Sha'olam and you're blind to the realities of life and you're not living your life in the way that you're supposed to, so what meaning does the Pesach Seder have to you? And the Gemara essentially goes on to say, there are many people who are blind who say the Haggadah. Do you know what I both say? Because the great thing in life is the Ribbono Sha'olam does not demand perfection. So I could go ahead and try to make the most of my Pesach experience, even though 
I'm pretty blind going through life. Even though at the end of the day, I ignore a lot of my shortcomings. I ignore a lot of my opportunities. I ignore a lot of things. I'm blind to a lot of things in life. But just because I'm blind the rest of the year doesn't prevent me ultimately from actualizing my sight on the Leil HaSeder. Yiddishkeit is not an all or nothing proposal. It's not either you're in or you're out. Certainly, again, on some level, I have to have a commitment to the Ribbono Shalom. But again, most of us are blind in one way or another. But that doesn't preclude us from trying our best in the other areas of life in which we have sight. So the Gemara goes weiter. Therefore, again, the Mishnah said we are obligated to go ahead and give shevach, give praise to Hashem. Here we go. Hallelujah. The kes. Well, really, because ka did ya achasim. So, also, we're going to now see something very interesting. That we're going to have a couple of words. So, just obviously, hallelujah. We know that word. Kes ya is or kes ka is actually by the war with Amalek, right? The pasuk says vayomer kiyad al kes ka milchama Hashem Amalek midar dar. So, also, the way we normally translate kes ka means the throne, kisei, the throne of Hashem. Yedidya was the name of Shlomo HaMelech. So there's a discussion now, are these words one word or two words? You'll see why it matters in just a moment. So Rav Chista said in Rabbi Yochanan, they're all one word. Rav Amar, Kes Ya Umerchavka Achasin. Rav says Keska Merchavka are one word. So Amar Asadim Rava Rava Amar Merchavka Bilvad. Rava says no. Rava says only Merchavka by itself. Ibay Luhu Merchavka Rav Chista Mai. We'll say what about Merchavka ultimately to Rav Chista? What's his status? One word or two words? Takeu. Rav says it's a kasha. Ibay Luhu Yedidya the Rav Mai. What does Rav hold about the name Yedidya? Is it one word or is it two words? We'll say you're going to see why this is important is a number of reasons. Number one, how to write it. How to write it. Do you write it as one word or do you write it as two words? It also makes a difference als shemus. Als shemus. Right? So technically speaking, again, can you discard items that, well, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I don't have to get ahead. So the says, Tashma, Adam Rav, Yedidya Nechlak Lishnaim. Rav says, the name Yedidya is written as Yedid, Yedid, and ultimately again, then Yud, Yud Hey afterwards. Lefichach, Yedid Chol, well, so here you go. If it's two words, if you did just two words, then ultimately, again, you did. B'chol means profane, meaning the, the idea is that, that that word doesn't have any inherent kiddusha. But of course, Yud and then Hey, the name of Hashem, will have kiddusha. Ibaylehu, Hallelujah, Lerav Mai. We'll say, what about the word Hallelujah? One word or two words? Tashma Amarav Chazina Tili say, this is so beautiful. So Rav said, I saw Tilia Wasa means the Sefer Tehillim. I saw the Sefer Tehillim of my uncle. Rav's uncle was Rav Chia. I saw my uncle's Tehillim, Dixiv Bahu, Halalu Bechad Gisa. It said Halalu on one, on one line. Vika Bechad Gisa. And they had Ka on a different line, which would seem to indicate to us what? That Halaluka is two words. Two words. It was say first, I just want to point out how beautiful this is. That Rav bringing a Raya. That Rav bringing a raya, um, no, uh, yeah, right. That Rav bringing a raya from his uncle's to Hillen. 
Hey, Tosi, what a what a beautiful image! I saw my uncle Safer Tehillim. Hey, Tosi, that it's so beautiful. Not normally the way we bring a raya. Imagine looking looking in the Tehillim of an ancestor. See, he says, I saw my uncle's Tehillim. It was written two lines: Upliga Derbi Shomer Levi, Derbi Shomer Levi, My Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Behilulim Harbe. And also, Derbi Shomer Levi disagrees because Derbi Shomer Levi says that Hallelujah is one word, and in fact, what the word means is praise Hakadosh Baruch Hu. With many praises. Upliga di dea di dei. And Rabbi Yishobin Levi contradicts himself. Then Rabbi Yishobin Levi. Basara ma'amaro shal shabach ne'emar sefer tehillim. That there are, ten, there are ten forms of praise which are recited in sefer tehillim. What are they? Benitzuach. So I'll say benitzuach means lam natzeach. Benigun. Beneginos. Lam naginos. Bemaskil. Bemizmar. Beshir. Baashrei. Betehila. Betfila. Bahodah. So said, these are all the different words that are used to, to highlight praise in Sefer Tehillim. And the Gemara says, or Rabbi Shomel Levi says, Godl Mikulon. Ultimately, again, the greatest one is Halalukah. Why? So Halalukah, Shekolel Shem V'Shevach Babas Achos. Because ultimately, again, Halalukah includes both the name of Hashem as well as the praise of Hashem in one word. So we'll say again, another ayah that it's one word. Amr Yehuda, Amr Shmuel. Shir Shevetorah. So we'll say, so now, now the Gemara transitions a little bit and focuses on something incredibly amazing. Shir Shevetorah. We'll say, Az Yashir. Az Yashir. That's the Shira. In the Torah, the truth is there are two shiras in the Torah. There's Az Yashir and there's Hazinu, right? But Az Yashir, who said it? Shir Shabbat Torah. Moshe v'Yisrael amru b'shash alu b'nayam. Moshe Rabbeinu and Klal Yisrael said it when they came out of the Yamsuf. Bahalal zim miyamru. So we'll say this is actually very interesting. And who said halal? Who composed halal as we have it today? So Neviim shebeinehem tiknu lahen liYisrael. So was the Neviim amongst them? So we'll see, it's actually very interesting. So bepashtos, bepashtos, that, that what, meaning, when it's in the Vim Shemim, the prophets among them, is that referring to the prophets who were among the Jewish people when we came out of the Yamsuf? Were there Nevim amongst Kalisro? So again, we'll have to clarify this. But the prophets who were amongst them, so the Nevim within Kalisro instituted that Halal should be recited. At every time, as a result of every tzar, shal tava alein uchesenik alin omrim also al guulasan. So we'll say the neviim in Klandi Sol instituted that halal should be recited every time we experience a difficulty, every time we experience an existential threat, and we are saved. Halal is the proper response. Tanya, Sigmar goes to rise. Hi, Rabbi Meir Omer. So we'll say what we have so far is again Az Yashir, Klaudi Son and Moshe Rabbeinu said when coming out of the Yamsuf. Halel Nevi'im Shebeinehim, the prophets amongst Klaudi Yisrael. It's possible that it's referring to once again the prophets amongst Klaudi Yisrael who were by Yamsuf, because we'll say, remember again, all of Klaudi Yisrael to a certain degree was Zohar to a level of, of Nevuah when, when we went through Yamsuf. So it's possible that the Gemara is suggesting that maybe Halal was instituted then, or it could also just mean that in general, the Nevim of Cloud Yisrael, not referring to any specific time, but the Nevim of Cloud Yisrael made the Halal. Tanya, Hayre Meir Omer, Kulan David Amran. So Moshe Meir says, all of the praises in Sefer Tehillim were all, were all said by David. Shenei Amar, because the Pasuk says, Kalu Tfilos David Ben Yishai. Al-Tikri Kalu Ela Kol Elu. So this is actually very interesting. So there's a Pasuk in Sefer Tehillim, 
We read it as Kalut Tfilos David Ben Yishai. The Tfilos, the prayers of David, the son of Yishai, end. But the Gemara says, don't read it as Kalu, but rather read it as Kalelu. Everything included in Sefer Tehillim was written by David Amelach. I will say, this reading also makes a little bit more sense because this statement of Kalut Tfilos David Ben Yishai is in Kapitel Ayin Dalit, 74. So if you, when you read that, it looks like David Amelach only wrote the first 74 Kapitel, first half of Sefer Tehillim. Now, when we interpret the Pasuk to mean Kol Elu, everything was written by David HaMelech, the entire say was written by David. Halal Zemi, Amr Abbasai, so who said Halal? So once again, we're going back to Halal for just a moment. Who said Halal? Amr Abiyosi, so the Gemara says, Mi Amru, Rabiyosi Omer, Rabiyosi Omer, Elazar Bini Omer, so Rabiyosi quotes his son. Interesting, Elazar, my son, said, Moshe the Yisrael Amru B'Shosh Alu Minayam. This is incredible. Who said, Rabiyosi, who created Halal or who coined Halal? Moshe and Klal Yisrael, when we came out of the Red Sea. V'chalukin alav chaver of Lomar. David Amru, but my son, Elazar's friends, his friends disagree with him. And they say, he says, no, it wasn't Moshe and Klal Yisrael who made Halal, but rather what? But rather what? It was David HaMelech. V'nirin dvarav midivrehen. And ultimately, and Abbas, listen to this, Rabbi Yossi says, I think my son is more right than them. Why, Abbas, this is incredible. So let's listen to this. Because Rabbi Yossi says, Is it possible that for all of those years before David HaMelech, Jews took their lulav and Jews shechted their Quran Pesach and they didn't say halal? We've seen this type of theme before. Is it, see, what, what, what Rabbi Yossi can't believe is, until David HaMelech, no one said halal? No one said hello. So what did Jews do? And they did mitzvahs. How could they not? How did they just not spontaneously burst into halal? We spoke about this before. That this type of statement is incredible. It's almost as if halal is the reflexive reaction to spiritual service. That when you realize, when you realize that you have a privilege to serve the ribbon shalom, when I realize what it means to have a Torah, what it means to have mitzvos, what it means to have a relationship with a melech ma'achei hamlochim, the natural response is halal. The natural, it's, it's not the pshat. So, so Rabbi Yossi is saying is, what are you talking about who codified halal? Halal is the natural, reflexive, spiritual response when you realize the enormity of the spiritual privilege that we possess in life. So it's impossible to think that David HaMelech was the first person to come up with this. I will say, now it takes something very interesting. So this is actually a very dramatic Gemara because here we have now an opinion when it comes to Halal. So again, Az Yashir we've got. Sefer Tehillim, so far pretty much we have as well, David HaMelech. Halal, we have again Rabbi Yossi quoting his son saying it was Klali so when they came out of Yamsuf. Second opinion, which is everybody else, saying no, 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 Halal is part of Tehillim. And therefore, again, it was also made or put together by David HaMelech. So it's interesting. In the Shailas of Tshuva's Avo, he asked a question. It's actually the Marashah's question. He says, how can you say that it was Klal Yisrael who came out of the Yamsuf who said hello? There are phrases in there that, that don't make all that much sense. Beis Aaron betchu Hashem. Beis Aaron betchu Hashem. That, that doesn't come till later on. So the Tshuva Me'ava gives a very interesting answer. Tshuva Me'ava brings down, he says, when we say that Klal Yisrael, who came out of the Yamsuf, made Tehillim, I'm sorry, made, 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 uh, created Halal, concretized Halal, we'll say it doesn't literally have to mean that they went ahead and arranged the words. Rather, what does it mean? They developed the conceptual framework. The conceptual framework being that after you experience some type of salvational deliverance, 
there is an idea of praising the Ribbono Shalolam. And that's why even when the Gemara says, when Rabbi Yossi says, could it be that Klal Yisrael took their lulav, did their Pesach, and never said halal? It doesn't have to mean the words of halal as we have it today. It means the concept of halal. We both said in words, essentially, there's the construct of halal and the concept of halal. It's quite possible that the construct of halal, as we know it today, which is made up of kapit lachtilim, wasn't made until Davar HaMelech. That's quite possible. But the concept of halal, the concept of praising the Ribbono Shal Olam when something dramatically amazing happens, that has to be as old as Kaladi Yisrael. So Rabbi say, this is the same concept that we see in Ram Sechaz Brachas, when the Gemara says that Aram instituted Shachnas. Right? I mean, so what, what's, what's the first kasha? Aram of Abinu constituted Shachnas. How long did it take? Right? Was it was right? Was it, what did he do? A twenty-eight minute one, a thirty-minute one, a thirty-five minute one? How long? Well, so obviously, it doesn't mean that Armavinu daven shachris like we have shachris, or that Yitzchak daven mincha. Shmona Esther is I'm checking a sakadola. Many, many, many generations later, it means they developed the conceptual framework for morning, afternoon, and evening prayer. But of course, they didn't daven what we daven. That that's obvious. So the Shulman Avar writes over here that again, same idea. According to this opinion, that Klal Yisrael, Rabbi Yossi says that Klal Yisrael went ahead and made up, made up hollow when they crossed the sea, not the words, not the construct, but the concept. So the Gemara goes right to turn on. All of the different things that David HaMelech wrote in Sefer Tehillim, the Gemara corresponds to David HaMelech's life. Every single capital somehow reflects something in his life. Rabbi Yeshua says, no, he wrote it corresponding to the Tzibar of Klal Yisrael. It's not about David personally, but rather it's about the experience of the Klal. The Chum, the Chum say, both. There are some kapitlach, ultimately again, that David HaMelech wrote, corresponding to specific events in his life, and some kapitlach that ultimately correspond to the Klal. Very so How do you know which is which? So Rabbi Yeshua posits, excuse the Chum posit, that Allah Chalamaisa, ones that are written in plural, correspond to Klal Yisrael. Ones that are written in the singular correspond to the individual. So, also, by the way, when David HaMelech introduces a capital, Lam Natseach or Lam Neginos, that refers to the future, which I will say, by the way, just so you should know, what does Lam Natseach mean or Lam Naginos? Lam Natseach means to the conductor, right? The conductor of who? The conductor of the Levitic choir. David HaMelech wrote Sefer Tehillim to be sung by the Levitic choir in the Beis HaMikdash because what David HaMelech wanted more than anything in life was to be able to build the Beis HaMikdash. The one thing that he wanted most was the one thing that the Ribbono Shal Olam said no to. We'll say it's an incredible drama to this. The one thing Moshe Rabbeinu wanted most to enter into Eretz Yisrael, Kedush Baruch Hu said no. The one thing David HaMelech wanted most to build the base of Mikdash, the Ribbono Shal Olam said no. But amazingly enough, and here's the incredible life lesson of David HaMelech, just because you can't do exactly what you want does not mean you should not do something. So David HaMelech couldn't build the Beis HaMikdash, but he did everything else. He bought the real estate and he composed every piece of music for the Levitic choir. Everything that the Levim ever sang in Emirat HaShem Hirabi Aminu will sing again comes from David HaMelech. An incredible life lesson. Just because you can't do what you want doesn't mean that you are exempt from accomplishing anything. So the Gemara goes weiter. 
So Nigun Vinitsuach Wal said Lavo, Maskil Ayede Torgamon. Le David Mizmar, so I'll say this is also so beautiful. What does it mean Le David Mizmar? So I'll say remember again there are some kapitak that are Al David Mizmar, some Mizmar the David. I'll say get ready for this. Life altering Gimara. The David Mizmar, Melamin Shashar Salah Shina Vahakah Amar Shira. So we'll say when you see the David Mizmar, it means that David Amalak was in a state of inspiration. Literally again the Shina rested upon him and then he sang. Mizmar le David, Melamei Cha'amar Shir Ve'achakach Shar Salav Shechina. When it says Mizmar le David, it means David HaMalach had to self-inspire. But you hear this chilek? Le David Mizmar is David HaMalach was already inspired and then began to sing. Mizmar le David, David HaMalach needed music, as we're going to see, in order to get himself into a state of inspiration. Le Gemara says, Le Amdecha, Shena Shechina Shor, Lo Mitoch Atzlos, Lo Mitoch, Lo Mitoch Atzlos, Lo Mitoch Atzlos, Lo Mitoch Schok, Lo Mitoch Kalos Rosh, Lo Mitoch Dvarim Habetelim, El Mitoch Dvar Simcha Shal Mitzah. Both you learn from here that the Shechina only rests upon a person. Or the Shechina does not rest upon a person. From atzlos, laziness, atzvos, sadness, schok, levity, callous, rosh, you know, lightheadedness, and any davar bottle, only way to have the Shechina rest upon you is simcha shel mitzvah, joy. And we'll say, you have to be instead of simcha, what type of simcha? Simcha that comes from a mitzvah. Shene emar, ve'ato kichuli minagein, ve'yakin agina minagein ati alav yalashon. We'll say, is actually a pasik by the Navi Elisha, that Elisha, when he wanted a spirit of prophecy, was sometimes called for the musician. Tell the musician to come, play the music, and put me in the right state of mind for prophecy. I will say, two incredible Yisodas that come in here. First of all, the need to be besimcha. The need to be besimcha. When a person is not besimcha, the shechina is not shora. A person cannot have a real relationship with the Ribbono Shalom if a person is not in a state of simcha. Now, what simcha means from a Jewish perspective is a different discussion. It certainly doesn't always mean being glad or being joyful. Simcha is a much deeper state of ultimately when I feel that my life has meaning. But again, that's not for today. But what I do want to tell you is something incredibly important. This Yisod of Mizmor Ladavid versus Ladavid Mizmor, I will say in Chasidos, this is called Isarusa de la Eva and Isarusa de la Tasa. In Chasidos, there are two different forms of inspiration. There's inspiration from above and inspiration from below. Sometimes the Rebano Shal Olam sends a wave of inspiration over me. We, we all experience this, right? Sometimes I just feel inspired. Sometimes I just feel spiritually connected, and I don't even know particularly where it came from. That's called Isarusa de la Ilo, an awakening from above. That's a gift, a matana, from the Rebano Shalom, and that's incredible. But sometimes in life, the tidal wave of spiritual energy is not coming, and what I have to do is self-inspire. I have to self-inspire. I can't spend my life sitting on the couch waiting for the tidal wave of divine energy. I must self-inspire. That's called Isarusa Dilatas, an awakening from below. And I will say what you see over here is even the great David HaMelech experienced that as well. Le David Mizmar, he was inspired. The Roshalom inspired him and he sang. But Mizmar Le David, in those moments, ultimately again, when he was not inspired, what did he do? He inspired himself. I will say, a person is never allowed to say, I'm just not inspired. Okay, well, I should say, sometimes, I'm, of course, there are times I'm not inspired. The Shailah is after I make that statement. Now, what, what am I doing about it? So I will say, so sometimes I live a life of Ladavid Mizmar. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it and I'm singing it. And sometimes in life, I'm living a life of Mizmar Ladavid. I'm not feeling it, 
but I'm going to do whatever I can to feel it. I'm going to self-inspire, and then Amir Hashem move on to my Avodah Hashem. Incredible. Simar goes right to Amrav Yehuda Amrav. Same thing, that just like you need to be Basimcha in order to go ahead and have Hashra Sashchina, we'll say when giving over Halacha, when teaching, when teaching Torah, teaching Torah, a person should teach Torah in a state of Simcha. This is great. We'll say this is beautiful. So too for dreams. If you want to go to, if you want to have sweet dreams, what do you need to do? Go to bed happy. <laughs> go to bed happy, right? If you go to bed happy, or just put your state, put yourself in a state of simcha, and good things happen. You'll have hashras hashchina, you'll have hashchina, you'll be able to teach Torah, you'll have good dreams. Ini is this sov hamarav gila hamarav kol tamtach hamayoshev nei rabo veinsif so sub notfo smart techavena beit rav gila said the name of rab that any tamtachim who sits in front of his rabbi and literally again his lips are not dripping with dread. Ultimately, again, Tichavena will be burnt. We'll say, so this clearly paints a picture that when you learn Torah, you're not supposed to be in a state of Simcha, right? You're supposed to go ahead and what? You're supposed to be in a state of like awe and reverence. Shene, Mar, Sif, Sosaf, Shoshan, Notvo, Smar, Over, Atikri, Shoshanim, Ela, Shoshonim, Atikri, Mar, Over, Ela, Mar, Over, Lokashia, Habarabba, Habatamida. To which the one says, two different people. The Talmud is supposed to be sitting learning Torah in a state of awe. The Rebbe is supposed to be in a state of simcha when he's conveying the Torah. Because if the Rebbe is in a state of simcha, he's more effectively and excitedly able to convey that Torah. The other possibility is, both are talking about the Rebbe. This is interesting. There's also maybe a difference in the disposition of the Rebbe before he begins this year and after he begins this year. The Yomar says, Before he began this year, he would say a joke, he would say something humorous, and the rabbis would laugh. Then, the rabbis would get serious, right? And they would go ahead and, right? they would go ahead and, and, and transition into a state of, of greater awe, and then he would begin to learn. So maybe it's possible that the Yomar is saying is, in order to draw people in to learn, you have to start with simcha, you start with a little humor, then once they're drawn in, then ultimately, again, the experience transforms into one of awe. Tan Rabbanon. Halal zumi amru. Who said halal? Rabbalazo Omer. Moshe and Kali Israel said it at the time that they stood at the Red Sea. So the Gemara says, So listen to this. So the Gemara says, Let me see this differently. When we stood at the sea and we needed the sea to split, we said, Don't do it for us. Don't do it for us. We don't have the schools, but do it for you. And the Shekhinah responded to us and said, Cloud Yisrael, I will split the sea for my own sake. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Yehoshua Yisrael Amru, Yoshua and Klaam Yisrael said it when they had to face the Canaanite kings. So Yoshua and Klaam Yisrael, Yisrael said, Don't do it for us. Don't do it just for us. Again, don't do it for us. Um Shiva and the and the Shina responded Lamaani as Rabbi Omar Dvoro Ubarak Amru Bishash Am Ahmad Alayim Sisra. So Mosai comes along Rabbi Lazar and he says that it was Devora and Barak. They're the ones who said halal when when they had to face down Sisra. Heim Amru Lolanu. So ultimately again they said to Akadish Baruch Ribon Shalom, don't save us for our sake, but rather save us for yours. And sure enough, the Shekhinah responded and said, Okay, I will redeem you from my sickness. Even if the cloud doesn't deserve it, I will go ahead and redeem you 
for my own sake. Rebbe Lozer ben Azariah Omer Chizkia v'siyaito Amra b'shash Amra aleim san chirif. Heim Amru lo lanu u'meshiva. So we'll say what happened. It was Chizkia. Chizkia melech Yehuda when san chirif marched on Yerushalayim and Chizkia says, Yibono shalolim, please, lo lanu, don't save us for our sake. And the Shekhinah responds, I will save you for my sake. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Chanan yo mishal v'azariah Amra b'shash Amra aleim nebuchanetzah harasha. Rabbi Akiva says it was Hanani Mishal Nazario and Nebuchadnezzar stood up, opposed them. Amru Lolanu Umeshiva, good. Rabbi Yosef Lili Omer Mordechai Be'ester Amrua, Bishash Amadaleim Haman Arasha, Heim Amru Lolanu Umeshiva. So again, this is incredible because what do you see? The same capital of Tilim and yet differences of opinion that span throughout the entirety of Jewish history. We've just gone from Moshe Rabbeinu and Klai Yisrael at, at, at Yamsuf to Mordechai and Esther. Vecham Vecham is saying, Nevi'im Shebeneim Tiknu Anon Sheyisrael, Shu'omim Osa Akol Perak, O Perak Va'akol Tzara V'Tzara, Shalotav Aleim Niyisrael Kashinagalan Omer Osa Gulas. We'll say, what we see is as follows. We see a fundamental dispute as to when exactly Halal itself was codified. Right? And then, so we, have, we, we attach it to different historical events. And then there's the opinion of the Chum. The opinion of the Chum was that the creation of Halal was, for lack of a word, I'm going to use this word, a generic institution. Generic institution meaning Chazal, the, the Nevi'im instituted Halal. And when did they say Halal? Anytime we face an existential danger and we are saved, Halal is the appropriate response. Good, beautiful. Halaluka sof pirkas. We'll see now. This is very interesting. What happens when you see a halaluka at the end of Tehillim? So, so is halaluka the end of one capital or the beginning of a new capital? Right. Where 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 do you put the halaluka? So listen to this. So the Amrav Chista. Halaluka sof pirka. Whenever you see halaluka, that's there to close out a chapter of Tilim. Rabbi Baruchuna Amr halaluka reish pirka. Rabbi Baruchuna says no. Halaluka is the beginning of a parak. Amr Chista chazina lohu letili debei Rav Chanin. So Rav Chista said, I saw the Tilim of Rav Chanin. Barav dechsiv bahu halaluka beemtsa pirka. And I saw I saw halaluka in the middle of a paragraph. Alma misafkale. So obviously, I will say, what was the issue of here? Rav Chanin wasn't sure where to put halalukas. So in in his sefer Tehillim, he kind of had. Dangling there in the middle, he wasn't sure. Does it belong? Is it the last word of the previous capital? Is it the first word of the next capital? Right, Halaluka, that Halaluka de Basre Reish Pirka. So everybody agrees that the Halaluka at the end of Ashrei ultimately again begins to the belongs to the next begins to the next uh, paragraph. Rabbi Gemara says as follows: Russia, Yira, Vekas, Shinavi, Icharik, Benamas, Tavas, Rosham, Tovar, Halaluka, De Basre, the Halaluka that follows that particular pasuk, Reish Pirka, is the first, really is the beginning of the next parak. Ushom the Meves Hashem, Halaluka, De Basre, Reish Pirka. So Gemara is just giving certain examples where apparently everyone agrees that the Halaluka that quote unquote follows the particular capital is not the end of one capital or rather the beginning of the next. Kroi Mosif and Eselu, those who are familiar with Tanakh, add on a couple of extras. The Halaluka that follows that Pasuk really belongs to the next capital. The Halaluka that follows that particular Pasuk is really the beginning of the next Perek. 
Nimekatanai. So we'll say maybe this is maybe this is a about how to go ahead and attach the halalukas to the various prokim. So the Gemara says Adhechan who Omer. So we'll say now going back to Psachim. Remember we had a machlokas in the Mishnah about how much of halal do you recite before the meal. So the Gemara says Adhechan Omer Shai Omerim Ad Im Habanim Smecha. So Beishamai says you say until Im Habanim Smecha right the end of the the end of the first the end of the first paragraph. Interesting. In this alternate version, it says, see, in the first version, it says, which is the last line of the first paragraph. In the second version, it says, until when you look at that, you say to yourself, what's the difference between the two? What's the difference between the two? At first glance, nothing. They're saying the same thing. But watch this. So we'll say, what, what are the two versions arguing about? So according to the first version that said, Beishamai says, you only say, says, Dafka meant until and it doesn't add halaluka. It doesn't say, want to say halaluka because that first opinion will hold that halaluka is actually part of the next paragraph. It's not the end of the previous, but it's giving you the first. However, but the second b'risa that said, according to Be'i Shammai, you're going to say, until Be'i Sisrael, he holds what? Sabra halaluka, sof pirka. He holds the halaluka is actually belongs to the end of the first paragraph. So I want to be clear. What the two versions of Beishamai are, are not substantively arguing. They're both saying that according to Beishamai, how much of halal do you say before the meal? How much? <coughs> first paragraph. Interestingly enough, they're just phrasing it differently. The first opinion says that according to Beishamai, you say until Ema Badim Smecha. And the second opinion says you, still, you say until Beis Yisrael. Adob, sorry, Beis Yisrael. So I'll say, so the Yomar is suggesting, what's the nafkamina? Maybe the nafkamina is just halaluka. Where, where does Halaluka go? According to the first opinion, who says, until Halaluka is attached to the next capital. According to the opinion that says, Halaluka is attached to the previous capital. To which the Gemara says, Rafhis says, no. Everyone agrees that Halaluka ultimately again belongs to the previous paragraph. I so why do they phrase it differently? Shapir. So what's according to the second right? So that said that Peshama says you say halal until Bitsisrael. So that formulation makes sense. Because then the halaluka belongs to the previous chapter or the previous paragraph. and the one who says until Imabarusmecha, ad the ad bikla. We'll say back to our brachas days. Right? When it says until Imabarusmecha means up to up until and what? And including that entire phrase through Halaluka. The name ad halaluka. So why don't you just say until halaluka? In other words, why, so what, why why be ambiguous with your wording? Why not just say until halaluka? Maybe because we're afraid if you say that until beishamai, if beishamai says you say until halaluka, we don't know which halaluka that refers to. The name of halaluka Why don't you just just why don't you just say what you mean? Just be say good Muslim in life. Why don't you just say what you mean? So why don't you just say that beishamai says you say until Halaluka. Just say that. Then it's explicit. Theoretically, when it says kasha, that, that's a good kasha. That's a good kasha. Rabbi Rav Huna Matai's tennis. So, Rabbi Rav Huna, he answers this according to his reasoning as well. 
Everyone agrees that Halalukah belongs at the beginning of the next chapter. So the opinion that says that according to Beishama, you see until Imam Barum Smecha, that formulation makes sense. It's Dafka until Imam Barum Smecha, not Halalukah, because Halalukah belongs to the next chapter. And the opinion that says until Beis Yisrael, Savar Ad Velo Ad Bichlal. He holds that it means until Beis Yisrael, until Beis Yisrael, but what? But not including that phrase. So why don't you just go ahead and once again say what you mean? Say that according to Beis Shama, you go ahead and you say until Halaluka. Maybe you'll say because you don't know which Halaluka that refers to. So instead, just say Halaluka and Yisrael, to which the Gemara says, Kasha. So we'll say, therefore, yeah, so we'll say what comes out of from this sugya is so incredibly dramatic. What we have over here is the one, we'll say, so interestingly enough, the only thing that everyone agrees on authorship about is Az Yashir, right? And that's a pretty easy one, right? Because Az Yashir is, is stated explicitly in the Torah. After Az Yashir, so we get into a whole bunch of dispute. Again, you know, Halal, who said it? Was it said at a specific time? Was it Nevi'im? Or again, perhaps the approach of the children of Me'ava, which I personally like, that, that approach that says it could very well be that conceptually, Hala was created already at Yamsov, which makes sense. So the, con- so the concept was created ultimately again at Yamsov. It could be that the construct doesn't come until later on. Sefer Tehillim, was it Klali Shrat Yamsov? Was it all Davin Amalek? Okay. So this, this is the Machlokas. Part of the Machlokas and the beauty of the Machlokas is the ability to read in different authors and different experiences into all of these words, which is sometimes what makes, let's say, a Sefer Tehillim so incredibly impactful, that it's the words of David HaMelech, but it's the experiences of Klav Yisrael. Incredible. So let's go back to her. The Chosei Megul, I remember again, so the Mishnah said that you have to close off the Magid section with Geula. Amar Rava, Kriyashma Vahalel Ga'al Yisrael, so we'll say, Rav makes an interesting distinction over here. He says, when it comes to Kriyashma and Halal, we, the, the concluding bracha is Ga'al Yisrael. In Shmona Esrei, we make a bracha of Goel Yisrael. So we'll say, remember again, Ga'al Yisrael is a statement. Goel Yisrael is an anticipatory statement, right? The Redeemer, present, future. So the Gemara says, why is Tfilah different? My time because Tfilah is supplicatory. So because Tfilah is supplicatory, ultimately I'm asking for something. So there's a difference between stating something, stating a truth, versus asking for something. Kriyashman Halal, I'm stating a truth. In Shmona Esri, I'm making a request. Amar Abzera Dikidusha. Same idea. In Kiddush, we say, Right? I'm sorry. Um, sorry. In Kiddush, we say Hashem b'mitzvosav. Right? We say Hashem who has sanctified us, a statement, and commanded us. In 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 davening, we say kachin b'mitzvosav, sanctify us, request. So we'll say just making this distinction. Tefila, which in, is inherently supplicatory, always contains requests. Kiddush, Kiddush is a statement. So the Gemara says, my time, but why is Tvila different? Ultimately, again, because Tvila is Rachman, Tvila is supplicatory. 
You always have to make mention of Yitzhak Mitzrayim in Kedish. Ksiv Hacha, Leman Tiskar is Yom, says over here by Mitzrayim, you should remember the day you left Egypt. Uksiv Hasam, Zachar Siyom Shabbos Lakachov. So Rabbi Sayyid uses Zachar, Zachar by Shabbos and Pesach, and therefore every single time you make Kedish, you must remember Zachiras Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Omar Rabbah Bar Shila, Ditsalusa Matzmiach Karen Yeshua. In davening, we say, he who brings forth or he who causes to flourish. Karen Yeshua, the horn of salvation. Da'aftarta, yet in the Haftorah, we say, Mogain David, the shield of David. And where do we get this from? Because the Pasuk says, I will make for you a great name, like the names of the great ones. That references the fact that we say Mugging David, the shield of David. One last before we have I will make you into a great nation. We say God of Avram. Remember, So when a Baruch says to Avram, I'll make you into a great nation, we say God is referred to as Elke Avram. I will bless you. This refers to the fact that we say, God of Yitzchok, make your name great. We say the God of Yaakov. So we'll say, I might have thought, so we'll say, the Gemara is saying, we'll be, we'll be, we'll be, we'll be, we'll be, that the idea, this Pasuk, is actualized in Shemona Esrei. That we say, Elokei Avram, Elokei Yitzchak, Velokei Yaakov. So the Gemara says, You might have thought that therefore you should conclude the bracha of Avos, saying, Baruch Ato Hashem, you know, Mogin Avram Yitzchak V'Yaakov. Therefore the Gemara says, Tamalomar V'yei bracha, Avram, you will be a bracha. We will end off with you, Avram, but we will not end off with everyone else. So we'll make mention of Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, but Vebracha, Avram, you are the Bracha. So just end off with this. Rabbi Yitzchak Yavadichev says so beautifully. What's the Pshat with this? What's the Pshat? It says the Avos all represented different Midos. Avram Avinu was the Mida of Ava, or the Mida of Chesed, love, kindness. Yitzchak was Gevura, strength, austerity, din, strict justice. Yaakov Avinu was interesting. Yaakov Avinu sometimes is referred to as MS, truth, or Tiferes, splendor. So Rabbi Yitzchak says something beautiful. In life, we see different things. Sometimes we see chesed, sometimes we see HaKadosh Baruch Hu's din, and sometimes we see HaKadosh Baruch Hu's truth. But at the end of the day, when we say, Baruch HaTo Hashem Mogin Avram, the Rebbe says so beautifully, is to always understand that everything HaKadosh Baruch Hu does for us and with us is always motivated from a profound sense of divine love. Baruch HaTo Hashem Mogin Avram, everything in life that we experience only comes from the Rebbe Shalom's Midas HaChesed and Midas HaAhava. Sometimes you could see it, sometimes you could experience, sometimes you don't, but it's always there. All right, the boss will stop over and pick up the next session over here tomorrow.